WrestleMania has taken shape on the heels of last night's Royal Rumble, which saw a surprise winner in the men's match, a surprise winner in the women's match, and a huge surprise to end the show. The Royal Rumble's in the books. We've got a full breakdown of that. And also, we look back at some of the greatest moments in Royal Rumble history. That on, a, on tonight's edition of the Pro Wrestling Report Primetime, which starts right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pro Wrestling Report Primetime, the post-Royal Rumble edition of Primetime. Damian Nelson sitting here alongside David Octavius, the Tiberius, the alleged Snoop backyard, one-time knockout, straight-edge hardcore, Hall of Favor hero, and I thought, okay, so do you have, like, do you have a card that explains your condition, that explains why you need this, this service animal with you? Who can say no to Snoop? You don't like Snoop? <laughs> I just, you, 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 your, your, your shenanigans have no bounds, David. <laughs> they truly don't. I've done nothing wrong off the heels Wait, of a tremendous royal rumble. How many times have rubble? you been on a flight where there's these chicks with freaking dogs in baskets? Dogs. Yes. Yeah, it's obnoxious. Los Angeles. Thing. I don't take Snoop on a flight with me. I mean, I did have to come back from New York. I've been buying it. We, you know what I think it was? I think I saved Snoop's life when we were in that Korea town. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for joining us, wherever it is you may be. The Royal Rumble was last night, and let's get right down to it and, ex and talk about all the goings-on from last night's Royal Rumble. What a night it was. And the biggest story, of course, of the night coming out of the Royal Rumble was the big debut of Ronda Rousey. Yes, Ronda Rousey is in WWE. She was at the Royal Rumble, not in the matchup. She actually would come out at the end of the match after the winner was declared, before the winner was selecting the championship that she would go after at WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey, full Rowdy Roddy Piper looking. T-shirt, jacket, in fact, apparently, according to an ESPN reporter, it was uh, one of Rowdy's old jackets that she was wearing. Comes down to the ring, much to the surprise of everybody there because at number 30, which was Trish Stratus, Everybody was chanting, Ronda Rousey. Crowded Philly was great, by the way. I don't want to knock them, but uh, it's another case of too much internet uh, and, and, and it, it's sort of getting in the way of our expectations. But it was brilliant, I think, that she wasn't in the match. She was at the show. She was the big finish. She's what everybody's talking about. And Ronda Rousey, now apparently officially with WWE and will be going on to WrestleMania. We never found out who Asuka picked as far as whether it was gonna be Charlotte or Alexa Bliss, the women's champions for each brand. But we do know that Ronda Rousey will be there. We do know that she apparently has her sights set on WrestleMania, but does it mean she gets whoever Asuka doesn't take or does Asuka and Ronda Rousey go at it? Uh, this was uh, the Ronda Rousey ruse, I guess a lot of people can call as well, because a lot of people were reporting, not us, but a lot of people were reporting that she was uh, on set in Columbia doing a movie and there was no way she would be there. And I'm not disputing the fact that she may or may not have been on set. But they have these things called jet aeroplanes nowadays. And when something needs to happen, 
it's made to happen. It may cost money, <laughs> but don't ever underestimate what a few dollar bills can get you as far as things that seem impossible, ladies and gentlemen. It was a good debut. I'm happy to see Ronda Rousey in WWE. As we said before, this is where she should have done it. The debut should have been at the Royal Rumble. And perhaps it explains why the booking of the Royal Rumble was what it was. As you know, we ended the night with the women's Rumble matchup. 30 women, 90 second, 90 second intervals. And the winner from the SmackDown side of things, I'm sorry, from the Raw side of things, it was Asuka. Asuka winning the women's Royal Rumble. The final four, the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie, and Sasha Banks and Asuka. Uh, Nikki would eliminate... I'm sorry, Nikki and Brie would eliminate Sasha, and then Nikki would eliminate Brie, leaving Nikki and Asuka in the ring. Asuka in a pretty long and drawn-out elimination, which was well done. I'm not knocking it. Uh, Asuka wins after getting rid of Nikki Bella, and uh, as I said before, uh, that uh, then brought down Ronda Rousey. So uh, a good women's Rumble matchup. We saw some surprises, and as we said on this show, that they were probably going to put all their eggs in the women's match basket, and seemingly they did. Lita came back, Breath Phoenix, Trish Stratus, Kelly Kelly, Michelle McCool, Jacqueline. Um, we saw a lot of, uh, Beth Phoenix, if I didn't say that as well, uh, a lot of people coming back and being a part of what I thought was a very, very good women's Rumble matchup. Uh, I was, it was obvious, I think, at the end, you knew the Bellas weren't going to win it, um, but it was, it was a good match. It was a good match, and, and I, I like the way it came together. I like the way it ended. I love what they did with Nia Jax. Nia Jax dominated in that matchup. Dominated, 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 and I think she became more of a star, definitely that dominant star tonight, last night in the Royal Rumble, but I'm intrigued to see what they do with her tonight at Raw uh, to follow up with that. There were two Rumble matchups, and we talked about the booking of the show. The men's Rumble match was actually earlier on in the broadcast. Yes, it was the third match on the card, which was a bit surprising, but that sort of, you know, when you start booking in your head, you start thinking about, well, what does that mean? What, is, what does it mean that, the, that, that, that they're putting the men on third and they're obviously going to go with the women in the main event, or are they, or are they going to go with the three-way match uh, with, with the, for the championship in the main event? The men's was third. It was a good match. It was a very good match. Actually, let's start off a little slow. Ended tremendously, though. A couple of surprises that we saw in that matchup. Hurricane Helms making his return to WWE. Superpowers, though not good enough to thwart the efforts of John Cena. Uh, Almas from uh, NXT, the NXT champion, who coming off the heels last of, of the night prior's NXT show, he and Adam Cole, who was also in the match, um, were parts of tremendous matchups at that NXT TakeOver show. And quite frankly, you can see our uh, response to NXT on Saturday night, our thoughts about NXT on Saturday night on our Facebook page right now. That's facebook.com slash PWR show. We went live on our Facebook page right after NXT this past Saturday night and talked about two of the most incredible matchups I have ever seen in my life, folks. Aleister Black and Adam Cole uh, going up against... I'm sorry, going up against each other in that Extreme Rules matchup. And then Gargano and Almas for the championship. Two brilliantly booked wrestling matchups that had the crowd in Philadelphia on the edge of their seat, the crowd of one at my house on the edge of my seat. 
it was fantastic. It was a great, great show. But both those men, uh, Cole and Almas, would be a part of tonight uh, of the uh, Royal Rumble matchup. And um, a big, big surprise, one no one was really talking about, even though his name's been in the news as of late as potentially TNA-bound, Rey Mysterio comes back, I believe, at number 27 in the Rumble matchup for the men's side of things. Huge pop. Huge surprise. Very, very well received. I was very, very happy to see him. Ray Ray back in WWE, if not only just for one night for the Royal Rumble matchup. If you're following us on Twitter, at PWR Show on Twitter, you saw all of the entrants in order and for the men's match, the eliminations in order, and then a uh, really good following uh, from all of you on Twitter of the goings-ons and your comments and thoughts about the Royal Rumble matches. So the men's Rumble, back to it. I haven't told you who won yet, even though you probably know already, but it came down to the final four, ladies and gentlemen. It was Finn Balor, who was one of the first participants, number two, I believe he was actually, uh, John Cena, Roman Reigns, and Shinsuke Nakamura. They did some great stuff with these four men being uh, the remaining four, the last four, the final four. Cena and uh, and uh, Reigns sort of teaming up against Balor and Nakamura, sort of old school versus new school. But, but, and I know you're a wait David, but I, I, I'm going to I, I guess uh, have a wait tendency ten, ten, tendency right now. There were they, things. There was a lopsided battle. You had Finn and Nakamura, who looked like small children, up against two men in John Cena and Roman Reigns. That doesn't say anything about their talent, their ability, and all any of that. But I think it was well played. It was old school, new school, big dude, small dude, whatever it may be. Uh, Finn Balor would go out. And then Cena, then Reigns, and your winner of the Royal Rumble men's matchup, Shinsuke Nakamura. Surprising, very, very surprising. Um, I have been very, very vocal on this program. I don't get Nakamura. I don't. I don't get it. I and don't start talking to me about New Japan and all other stuff. I don't care about that. I care about what I'm supposed to be so enamored by in WWE, and he just hasn't done it for me in WWE. And that's just my personal opinion. So it became obvious, I think, that when it was Reigns and Nakamura, because Nakamura eliminated Reigns, that it, there was a pretty good chance that Nakamura would win the match because you still had your Raw main events for Mania preserved. After the championship match results from the SmackDown side of things at the Royal Rumble last night, it became clear that they need to probably, they're probably going to be moving in a different direction, and that direction would be a tremendous wrestling matchup, which I 100% know they are going to deliver, a tremendous wrestling matchup between Nakamura and AJ Styles, the champion he chose over on the SmackDown side of things. Again, I have no doubt that match is going to be fantastic, but will it sell 75,000 tickets? And that's the joy of WrestleMania. Other matches will. Whatever Brock Lesnar is doing, whatever Roman Reigns is doing, whatever John Cena is doing, whatever the marquee stars are doing, the ones that can cut promos, and that's not a knock. Nakamura can't talk. Asuka can't talk. That's a challenge. You can't talk them into the building if you can't talk them into the building. So, but that, that, that's why WrestleMania is perhaps the best stage to do it on because you've got other matches that will do that, marquee matches that will do that. I'll give you an, a, a, a way to look back at it. WrestleMania 3, the match that sold 93,173 tickets was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Andre couldn't cut much of a promo either. Um, looking forward to that documentary, by, by the way. Uh, but the match everyone talks about from that show is what? Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. 
but that's not the match that sold out the building. Okay, that's that's an important thing to think about when you start attacking me defending Nakamura because I know it's coming. In fact, some of it came Sunday night, and I'm fine with that. But think about it globally, broadly, not as uh, very, very dedicated and devoted wrestling fans, but as mainstream and casual wrestling fans. It's a challenge. Let's just come to grips on that fact and agree with that. But Nakamura wins. Asuka wins. It was an international incident at the Royal Rumble last night. And uh, you know what? Both matches entertained me, uh, and, and that's all I can ask for. There were other matches on the card as well on the Royal Rumble. The Usos who I think are tremendously underrated, by the way. They've got everything from the entrance to the walking down to the ring to the in the ring and to the after. They are fantastic. And they did a two out of three falls match against Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, winning it in the first two falls, which is a very rare occasion in what could sometimes be cliched best two out of three fall matchups. AJ Styles pins Kevin Owens in his matchup against both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, and uh, AJ able to thwart that, those efforts and win that match and retain his WWE Championship. The Bar are the new tag team champions again, defeating Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan not able to really participate in the matchup due to what appeared to be a bit of a storyline kind of injury angle going on there, but the straps dropped to the bar who have won them again and they walk out of the Royal Rumble as the new tag team champions. Brock Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen, came in to defend his Universal Championship against two men, the Monster and the Machine. Brock Lesnar defending against Braun Strowman and Kane. Brock would get a pinfall victory over Kane in the matchup to retain his Universal Championship, but it was a good match, not a fantastic match, but I think it was what it needed to be. Braun Strowman came out still looking incredibly strong. Brock Lesnar came out looking a little bit weaker, actually, which could be setting the stage for the future. And Kane was there to keep it all together and potentially take that pinfall as he did. A four-hour show last night from the Royal Rumble. A good show. I'm happy I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. It delivered. Nakamura wins the men's match. Asuka won the women's match. Brock Lesnar retained. AJ Styles retained. The Bar are the new tag champs. And Ronda Rousey is going to WrestleMania. Hell, that was a good Royal Rumble. And in fact, so good, we're going to leave it there and take a break and time out. When we come back, folks, we are going to be talking about the best Royal Rumble wins of all time. On the heels of last night's Royal Rumble, let's go back in the annals of time and look at some of the greatest moments and the wins of Rumble history. And I guarantee you, you might be surprised by some of the ones we talk about. We'll be back right after the break. WrestleMania weekend's biggest party is coming to Bourbon Street. Don't miss an all-inclusive all-night party Friday, April 6th. Hosted by Kevin Nash and over 20 other wrestling stars. Enjoy unlimited drinks all night long at the Bourbon Cowboy on Bourbon Street. Throw beads from the balcony. Drink and party with your favorite wrestling stars. Hurry. Limited quantities available. Purchase tickets now at PWRshow.com. That's PWRshow.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pro Wrestling Report. Prime time here for Monday, January 29, 2018. Damian Nelson sitting alongside David Hero. And now that we've talked about last night's Royal Rumble and the events coming out of it, I think it's always going to be a good thing, because we're going to do it now always after the pay-per-views, is to look back at some of the greatest moments ever, ever. from some shows ever. of past, yes. David Hero. Yes. And what we're going to look at today are the greatest Rumble wins ever. There are so many 
moments in time in the Royal Rumble, in the history books of the Royal Rumble, where there were wins which were either controversial, surprising, shocking, or just downright bad. And let's talk about all of the ones we thought were the greatest ever and go down the list here today, uh, ramping up to DWHS, where you will share with us the greatest Rumble win in history, in your opinion. But first, and these are in no order, ladies and gentlemen, but I want to look back to 1994. Do you remember that, David Hero? Who doesn't? How old were you in 1994? 22. And uh, the Royal Rumble match would end with two men in the ring and two men being eliminated at the exact same time, ladies and gentlemen. It would be the hitman, Bret Hart, and the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. Remember the ending to this, David Hero? They both went out. Nobody knew what was going to happen or who was going to be declared the winner. Howard Finkel was confused. Jack Tunney got involved. Both men got announced as winner, winner. And it would go on to a unique WrestleMania 10. It was Lex Luger. It was Lex Luger. Not Why did I get Bulldog. British Bulldog from? That's another one. That's, an, that's another uh, jacked up guy. That's, uh, yeah, that was 95. He yeah. and Shawn Michaels, where Shawn's yes. feet never hit the floor. Yes, yes. It's a year ahead. See, I'm so glad I'm here because I bring balance. That, see, see, Snoop helps. You need a Snoop of your own. Do wonders for you. I'm allergic. But um, it it was it's, it's a very kabuki-ish WrestleMania because very kabuki was not because in then that. you had Lex Luger working against Mr. Perfect, and then he had to go on and wrestle Yokozuna and Bret Hart wrestled Owen Hart in the opening match uh -huh. of WrestleMania, and then went on to defeat Yokozuna in the main event of that before dropping the belt to Hulk Hogan. Too much fanfare and hoopla in that main event at WrestleMania 10 in Madison Square oh, Garden as well. Yes. Roddy Roddy Piper, the special guest referee in that matchup, but this Rumble ending, we hadn't seen anything like it. It was brilliance, it seemed, to build up to everything that we would get at WrestleMania 10. It was, in WrestleMania 10, um, yeah, it, it, that, that Rumble there, it was odd. It, it threw everybody off. It did. It did. I mean, there had always been a clear winner, and I think this was actually before the time of the guaranteed WrestleMania main event matchup. I'm not sure right. it just happened at that point in 1994, uh, but it did have severe ramifications as it pertained to WrestleMania. I think it started in 93 is when it started. Did it? Yeah. Well, it may have, and if you just want to say I'm a liar, then you can just call me a liar. No, nope. I would never call Captain America a liar. Uh, next one we want to look at is 2008, ladies and gentlemen. This one would also occur in Madison Square Garden. It would be the Royal Rumble. Triple H would enter at number 29, but at number 30 would be a surprise returning superstar who had been out with a, an injury uh, just a few months prior and was not expected back for several months after, and that would have been the Superman, John Cena, coming in nobody, at number 30. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw nobody. it coming. He is the one in the uh, one of the few superstars, if not the only superstar, who I can ever recall getting the double pop. And you know what the double pop at Madison Square Garden is, David Hill? Yes. When they're using the side ramp, that isn't the long ramp. Only half the arena can see into it. The other half has to look down. Well, it has to get further enough. Been at it pops. It pops. Last time I was at Madison Square Garden. No, I'm saying this WWE for a TV taping. For TV, it's been a while. It's been a long time. They keep going to Barclays now. Yeah, and including uh, last uh, weekend for NXT and the Rumble. Um, actually, I was completely wrong. That's Philly. Round 25 was yeah, at Barclays. Yeah. Um, but that was huge for the reason you just mentioned. No one was expecting it. Triple H, everyone thought he was going to be the winner. I love when they do swerves like that, if yes. you will. Everybody thought he was going to win it. But no, John Cena comes out with that crap-eaten grin on his face and proceeds to win the Royal Rumble in Madison Square Garden in 2008. A good night. It was a good night. And again, 
when he came out, even even I was like, oh my god, I did not see nobody that saw it. Yeah, nobody. No, because he was like a six to nine month injury, and he came back in three, I think. It three was. and a half months. Yeah. Uh, 2008 Madison Square Garden, another good night as far as Rumble wins go. But let's go back further in history, almost 10 years earlier, 1999, David Hero. The subtitle of that Royal Rumble was No Chance in Hell. Little did we know that not only would it be the debut of Mr. McMahon's iconic theme song, but that he, with the assistance of The Rock, would eliminate Stone Cold Steve Austin to win the Royal Rumble matchup. Which then led us to St. Valentine's Day Massacre, where the big show debuted. It was Austin versus McMahon in a cage. Yes. And uh, a good night. Uh, probably the most shocking Rumble win ever. McMahon winning the Rumble. Yeah. And and, 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 and again, it's, you never know what's going to happen in a Rumble. No. You, you know, I mean, okay, Vince will be in there, but there's no, no way. way. There was no chance no, no in hell. Chance. There should have been no chance in hell. But he did, and he outlasted everybody of the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. The Kurt Angles, the Steve Austins, the Rocks, the Canes, the Undertakers. But you talk about stories told. Was that not, because this was at the height of the McMahon-Austin feud, was that not just, it made all the sense in the world for the perpetuation of this story oh, it, between the two. It for was McMahon heat. to eliminate it Austin. Was, it was heat. Yes. <laughs> I think we went into our third, uh, or maybe second, Austin Rock right, match at yes, Mania yeah. as well. Which reminds me, <clears throat> I was thinking about this this past week. Has there ever been a program or a feud that headlined three straight years of top pay-per-view like Rock and Austin? No. And I actually think there were three years over five years. I think there were every other year. I'm not it sure they was, went back was, to back. It was two back to back. Was it? Okay. And there may have been a year in between. Yeah. But you're right. Three headlining WrestleMania matchups. Hogan headlined. But always with somebody different. That is so true. He never had a repeat. No. Yeah. He had Andre at four and at three. But, but it, that, that wasn't even count. a match, though, at no. four. It just no. happened in the it tournament. Was a tournament. Yeah. Huh, yes, indeed. Nobody's done it. It just goes to show you the power of that era and the power of not only that era and why that era was so powerful because it was the stars <clears throat> that made it. There has never been a time, I don't think, at a single company where you had two of the most popular stars in the history of the business on top at the same time. I disagree. Um, Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but this surpassed that, didn't it? Warrior Hogan made, made a bench one main. That, that's hard to say, but... Those are the two most powerful, popular guys. And you had guys. Savage at the time as well, too, whose and, popularity yes. could, could have been close. You're right. Saying that. I know. Um, but uh, very, very good. McMahon winning the 1999 Royal Rumble matchup. Uh, but uh, another Royal Rumble match finish that McMahon would be heavily involved in was because of a botch, if you will. And I hate, I that, hate word. that word. It was the 2005 Royal Rumble where Batista was to win, yet he and Cena went flailing over the top rope at the same time and eliminated each other in an unplanned event. This brought out all the referees. It was still the brand split at the time. I think Batista was Raw and Cena was SmackDown or vice versa, whatever it was. But he had the Raw referees raising the hand of their guy, SmackDown referees raising the hand of their guy. This brought out Vince McMahon, an unstretched Not Vince that. McMahon, who came out to the ring furious. And I think he might have legit been furious and uh, came down to the What are you... <laughs> She does not. She doesn't listen. She's like it most, seems like she's she, she, like most women. They don't listen. It's a girl. Yeah, it's Snoop. Well, Snoop was a boy, obviously. Snoopy was Snoop a transgender was... bagel. 
<laughs> Folks, uh, the 2005 McMahon would come out, tear both of his quads getting into the ring, sit there <laughs> on, the, on the ropes, and determine that the match would continue. In the meantime, Cena eliminates Batista. Batista eliminates Cena. Then McMahon restarts the matchup. Batista ultimately wins. If this was not planned, which is widely reported to not have been, did they or did they not handle it brilliantly? Oh, yeah, they did. Because it looked like it was all planned. It did, but that shows you how smart Batista and Cena were. Mm -hmm. Yes, and if you watch it, and I actually watched it earlier today, if you watch it again, it's even that much appreci more appreciated because of that fluidity of how they handled the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And you could, and, and also, the fact that they never showed Vince McMahon get carried out of there, because <laughs> he basically had to be. Um, and he would never allow that. Never, and no words had to be said about not allowing that. People just knew. But still a good finish overall. Batista winning, not overly popular, but the drama, I think, was on par with 1994 and the Who won, and it was almost the same exact scenario. And then Batista goes on to beat Triple H. Mm -hmm. Folks, continuing on, 1997, the first time the Royal Rumble came to the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. That event was actually headlined by Sid Vicious versus Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, in his hometown, would win back the WWE World Championship that he had lost at the Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden the year before. But the real standout performer that night was Stone Cold Steve Austin, who I think really became Stone Cold Steve Austin in that match because... He had actually been eliminated. The referees didn't see it. He comes back in, eliminates Bret Hart to win the Royal Rumble matchup, and then we would go on to WrestleMania 13 for one of the greatest matches of all times as far as stories told in the squared circle. Shawn Michaels, I'm sorry, Bret Hart versus Shawn, uh, Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin yes. in uh, a match where Austin, the match had to be ended because he wouldn't give up. What a story told at the 97 was, Rumble. And, and that's when, you know, Austin 316 was born in Milwaukee. June 23, 1996. But it went to huge galactic heights. Austin 316, born in Milwaukee. And then the Stunner in, uh, I'm sorry, then the Rumble in 97. Mm -hmm. And then I think finally the Bret Hart screw job in 97 at the end, even though Austin wasn't involved, but it made the heel McMahon character. Right. Those were the three defining moments, really, in the progression of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can add the, the breaking of the neck in there, too, which happened in the summer of 97. Um, but this was, I think, a monumental. This was the first, second huge step in the creation of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Remember, he's sitting in there, he'd sit on the apron and look at his watch that wasn't there, waiting for the next guy to come out if you just kept eliminating people. And then Brett comes out, and remember the, yep. <laughs> the Home Alone shock face? Uh, but a, a, a good rumble overall, even though it wasn't the focal point of the night. No, it wasn't, but it was definitely, you know, it might have been the focal point of the night. Because they were getting Brett and they were getting Brett and Austin ready. Yeah. And they gave Austin a lot of time in that match. They did. A lot of time alone yes. in that match. To, so he was the focus of that match. Next up, folks, we want to go back to 2010 and take a look at a man who came back similar to that of uh, John Cena that we talked about earlier. Unexpected return from injury, coming in at number 29. And going on to win the entire match, Edge returning in the 2010 Rumble, winning at number 29 and for the wins. When Edge came back. Absolutely. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Well done. And again, these surprises um, that aren't expected. And, and this one's a bit different because much like the case with Cena that we talked about earlier on, Edge was coming back at some point, 
but nobody knew when, and it wasn't supposed to be that soon. And from what I understand, like even for Rumble since then, they stopped bringing back the legends in the Rumbles. Yes, because they're like they're never gonna nobody. They can't headline WrestleMania. They can't. But is that not part of the nostalgia? Or the, oh, of the, the, the joy I mean, like, of like the Rumble matchup. The first time Goldust returned yeah. was awesome. Remember when Mr. Perfect came back? Yeah. It, it, the Boogeyman? Remember when he came back? He never Drew goes Perry, away, he does he? Rumble. Well, I mean, he's a Boogeyman. He's always yeah. under your bed. All, always. Edge returns in 2010, wins the Rumble, goes on. Which mania was that? 10 would have been... The I mean, he doesn't down? listen. Which one? 27? 27. Uh, Edge would go on to face Alberto Del Rio in the opening match of that WrestleMania, yeah. if that is indeed the one. Um, and then, did he retire that night? Was that the, the night, night after? after? The night after. Yeah. That wasn't 2010. That wasn't eight years ago, was it? No, I just told you it was I think you said no. I told you it was 27. Those are some of the greatest wins in Royal Rumble history, the endings to Royal Rumble matches in history. Uh, but there is, of course, uh, uh, one more, and I There's am only going one. to yield it only one to you, David Hero, to talk in DWHS about the greatest Rumble The moment. greatest Rumble Royal of all time. Rumble Royal? Royal Rumble, Rumble Royal. It's that good you can name it any which way you want it to so be. So nice, you wanted to name it 1992, oh, yes. the Fair to Flair. Ric Flair defeats 30 other WWE superstars, including, including Hulk Hogan. Yes, Hogan was in there. Including Sid. Sid was in there. Including Kerry Von Erich. Mm -hmm. Including Demolition. The Undertaker. You name it, it was the greatest collection of super superstars and Hall of Famers ever in one Royal Rumble match. Ever. And Ric Flair came in at number one, two, or three? He was number two or three, I think. He was three, I think. Mm -hmm. Axe and Smash started off the... Was that that? No, 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 no. That, that wasn't that one. No? That was 90. 90? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But 92. The Rumble 92. I'll let you carry on. Sorry, I don't but want no, to you, get in your way. You had so many great young up-and-coming stars, and Ric Flair shocked the world. And, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage was in there as well. With a tear in my eye. The promo after the match. Yes. Sean Mooney conducting business there. And Ric Flair eliminated Hogan and, and Sid. It was Hogan or Sid. I think it was Hogan. Sid at the end. Hogan, Sid eliminated Hogan, then Flair eliminated Sid because Hogan was staring at Flair, Sid, mm -hmm. and that was setting up their match at WrestleMania 8. So, yeah, Rick, if you get a chance, if you got the network, go back, 1992 Royal Rumble, the greatest one of all time, and with that, David Hero has spoken. Quite frankly, if you haven't seen the 1992 Royal Rumble, you are not a real wrestling fan. Oof. Go and watch it, right? I'm sorry. Some of them the commentary, Heenan and Monsoon, what's on the network? The commentary, Heenan and Monsoon, the build-up to the match. Remember, Flair was coming in with the Pixel Out Championship, the real world's champion, Mr. Perfect being involved, the post-match interview, Heenan and Monsoon. Yes, I said that twice on purpose because that was their greatest single night of work ever. <laughs> and it was just, it is, it is wrestling brilliance in a 60-minute window, and uh, it is worth watching over and over and over and over and over and over again. The 1992 Royal Rumble, I will agree with you, David Hero, it is the greatest ever.
With that, folks, that is tonight's and this week's edition of the Pro Wrestling Report Primetime. I want to remind you, unfortunately, there is, there will be no editions of PWR tonight, this week, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We'll be back at it again next week uh, due to some scheduling conflicts. Not able to bring you that this week, but we'll be back next week again. And then, next Monday, we'll have a brand new edition of the Pro Wrestling Report Primetime where we take a flashback, a flashback to February 5th, 1988, which was a historic night in professional wrestling, and records were broken that have not been broken since. For that one, this is Damian Nelson saying thank you so much for joining us here on Prime Time. We'll see you next Monday night for a brand new edition.